Hello and welcome to another episode of the Echo Chamber. I'm your host, Jamie, and with me, as always, is not Jamie, it's me, Farbod. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your host, Jamie. I, oh, I said, you could be Jamie, I'll be, I'll be Farbod. It's I time. know, I know. No, no, it's because I, I introduce it. <laughs> Such a dumbass. <laughs> Let's start that again. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Echo Chamber. This is your host, Farbod, and with me, as always, is Jamie. Hello, Jamie. Hi. How's it, <laughs> oh, how's it going? It's all right. Uh, listeners will be wondering why we're giggling already, but we won't go into that. It's just uh, very very uh, terrible hosting on my part to begin with. Yeah, I'm, I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. How's your morning? Uh, it's, yeah, it's good. Good. Yeah, just battling <laughs> with a rat at home, that's all. Oh dear, have you actually uh, affected the rat? Have you sorted it out or is it, is no, it an ongoing battle? No, it's an ongoing battle. It just avoids everything. And is this just one rat or a family of rats? It is, it is a single rat. And are we to um, imagine a Ratatouille-type situation where you're going to get the shotgun out and start blowing holes everywhere? I mean, it's possible it's a Ratatouille situation that it's controlling me right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. All right. Um, oh, so, Jamie, we're going to start a new thing. Um, we're going to start looking at uh, some gaming news. Mm. Um, how's that sound? It sounds excellent. I think we should uh, crack on with that. This week in gaming news... Thanks, Farbard. The game, the gaming world was rocked by the release of the new Arkham. Le Ark oh dear! Well, I've been fired. Um, <laughs> the new Pokémon Arcus Legends game. And it's a slight change from the original series, in which the Pokémon can kick the utter crap out of you by having to defend yourself by throwing rocks at them, and maybe what? using a Pokémon of your own. So, hold on! Hold on! Hold on! The, the Pokemon can physically attack you now. Yeah, so they literally. So there is honestly. So there is nothing quite as unnerving as this massive Snorlax charging towards you at absolute full tilt, and all you can do is sort of gracefully dive out the way. It's... I, I thought the Pokemon only fought each other. I thought that was the whole point. Yeah, no, yeah, you can fight each other, but now now they fight you. <laughs> and... But Pokemon's been going around for 20-odd years, so you're telling me this is the first time this has happened? Uh, yeah, I think so. It's it's a definite change from it, anyway. It's like it's like Monster Hunter meets Pokemon, and it's it, it's honestly, it's it's a good change. It's 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 a nice step up. It's a nice evolution of it, as it were. All oh, right, this might be the first time I've actually got any interest in Pokemon. So, what is the so they attack you so do you still have to do you only still have the pokemon to fight back with them or effectively yes yeah. so to fight them back you need to have your own pokemon but otherwise if you don't want to you can just leg it right or, okay or but... throw things at you and they sort of dive out the way you know how like you in these games you often could sort of dive and roll and dive and roll and dive and roll like dark souls type of thing all right, okay. But it is, they don't have like a RPG style, you can like find a sword and up upgrade it. And yeah, so they haven't, like they haven't got it so you can, uh, you know, proper throw hands against them yet. But I'd like, I'd like to sort of try and punch a, an Eevee in the face. Yeah, you see, that, that you see, I would be interested in that if, if you can start getting some like proper hardcore weapons, maybe a grenade launcher and just <laughs> shove it in one of the Squirtle's faces. <laughs> And just see it explode everywhere. Um, yeah, that might actually gain my interest. <laughs> mm. <laughs> well, that's, so that's brand new, is it? This, this, yeah, it came out, I think, two weeks ago. 
and um, I'm, I'm sort of chiseling my way through it, taking it with me um, when I'm on call. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, so um, I've got a little bit of news as well. I It's not news news in the sense that it's uh, breaking, but it's news to me. And I know when I brought it up to you, it was news to you as well. I yeah. found out the other day, because we were talking about first-person shooters in the last pod, and prior to that, I was looking to find one of my favourite first-person shooters of all time, which was Time Splitters 2, specifically the sequel. Such a good game. Such a good game. Such a good game. And then it, I went to see if I could buy it on PlayStation Network. Turns out you can't. I actually have a copy of the original Time Splitters disc on PlayStation 2, oh, and nice. I have a PlayStation 3. Um, so I, you know, I brought it out and plugged it in, and it was all working fine. And I put the disc in, and because the PlayStation Three is actually a replacement to the first one I had, which was the all singing, all dancing first generation mm. PlayStation Three that could play everything from PlayStation One uh, onwards. Um, it, this one that I've got though doesn't have that, and it wouldn't oh. let me play. Have the ability to play. It was very dead. I was very upset. So then I, I did what all good nerds do, which is just want to go online and start ranting about it. Um, but what I did find is I went on the PlayStation Network to see if I could find Time Splitters 2, and it said it wasn't there. Then a news article came up, and this was from uh, Polygon in April 2021. Oh, yeah. And um, But it, it actually found it in a few places. But basically, someone um, discovered... Uh, that the former developer for Dambuster Studios, who made Homefront the Revolution, which is the second Homefront game, there's a Easter egg in it. And a an Easter egg in the game, yeah. And the full version of Time Splitters 2 in 4K is playable in the game. That is insane. <laughs> it was utterly insane. And the incredible thing was, with the timing of it, when I actually went on, the game, which is still up for sale on PlayStation Network for $15.99, it's, it's not a newest, I think it's 2016 the game was out. Mm -hmm. um, but the... So it's $15.99 on PlayStation Store, you can still get it. But at the time, randomly, it was on sale for £2.50. So I bought it. I oh, know, timing, eh? So I bought it, and uh, it actually took me quite a while to get through to it. I put it on the easiest setting, um, because obviously reading through the article, I figured out where the uh, bits and pieces were. You have to fight through this game, which, if I'm honest, I, I don't know if we've got any Homefront fans listening, it is a bit of a clunky game. It's got a great premise, um, it's got great promise, it just doesn't really... Um, deliver the, the controls are clunky, the mm. gameplay is a little bit uh, neither here nor there, anyway. But I get to a point where there's a prison, and in the prison in the game, there's um, a, a video game cabinet just randomly put in one of the dark corners of the prison on one of the upper levels, and it's the Time Splitters 2 video game cabinet and then you enter the video game cabinet and it, it is the game it's the game that i remember playing wow on playstation and it only has two levels but then what they said in the article the interesting thing was was the the guy who actually programmed this in um forgot about it and he he said that there is a code to unlock all of the levels. No way. He, let, he, he had it in a notebook, and the notebook was lost to time. But then these modders and hackers uh, 
actually reverse engineered the game, the whole game, to find out what it was, and actually put out and figured out the cheats that you can put in. And it's like classic cheats, you know, up, down, left, right type yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when you do that, you can unlo uh, uh, unlock the entire game, the story mode, the arcade mode, and the challenge mode. So what really? I've been doing... Yeah, yeah. So I played this game Homefront up until I got to the got to the prison, and then I've saved my saved my game. I have no interest in finishing this game now. So just gonna. <laughs> so I've been playing Time Splitters two again, which is incredible. Um, you can look it up on um, online yourself. You just put Time Splitters two. 4k port uh found inside Homefront sequel um it's basically been locked in the game for five years and then these um hackers in april um, managed to release it to everyone and everyone's found wow. it again so and yeah. does it have the multiplayer as well like you see i don't think it does have the multiplayer ah, which is rats. but um I, I, to be fair i've only just started playing it again so i don't know they, they, they definitely unlocked the story mode the arcade mode and the challenge mode mm -hmm. um and people are still working apparently they're still working to see if they can get the multiplayer up so if you put a second controller in you can have that split screen mode which oh, was so cool. just being it being absolutely brilliant. I remember you could do co-op with it. I remember, and you'd like, yeah, yeah, you'd have this other person. That didn't they? Didn't seem to explain why that other person no. was helping you, but they just sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's yeah. a co-op mode. The co-op mode was excellent, especially. Do you remember the zombies? I'd completely forgotten the zombies, which were the best bit of the game. Yeah, I remember they, that. They now. shoot their arms and legs off, and they, they, they only died with headshots. That was the yeah. whole point. You had to blow their head off, basically. Um, and it was quite terrifying. The game in 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 places. Well, it was when I was a kid, anyway, playing it. Um, but you could play it cooperatively, and it was great fun. I remember. The thing I remember with that is is the all the sheer number of characters you could unlock. Yeah. And I was trying my hardest to get some small clown. I can't remember his name now. Um, oh, what was it? I have to find it now. Yeah, yeah, there were all sorts of ones. There were like robots and all sorts. That was the best thing about Time Splitters 2, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, the, the the number of characters and the, and the number of zones that you could um, actually enter. It was Stumpy. Uh, his name was Stumpy. Stumpy, that. <laughs> Stumpy the clown. Oh, brilliant. But it has been a lot of fun playing it. It must be. It must be. It's such a nostalgia trip as well. Sometimes those are just lovely. Yeah, it's so good. The thing about it, right? The thing that actually got, got me a little bit upset about Homefront is I started playing that game, and the controls for that are really quite clumsy and either overly sensitive or not sensitive enough. Or, or it was just really upsetting me. And then I play Time Splitters, which is a game. God, how old is Time Splitters now? It's from 2002. It's a 20-year-old game. Bloody hell. Exactly. And this game has got much better kind of control dynamics mm. than this game from 2016, which was like five years ago. And it, it kind of upset me a little bit. But um, I'm glad that they've put this whole thing, the whole game, into this game. It does blow my mind that a game like Time Splitters is probably tiny in comparison that they can just I know. literally lose it inside another game. That's just hilarious. I know. It is hilarious. It is hilarious. But um, it's it's so good. You know, and it's got all the cinematics. It's the, it is the whole game. Yeah. That, that was astonishing about it. I thought, you know, it would just be a couple of levels and be a little bit clunky. But no, it, it, it's just the game is in the game, which I think is also a great... Um, one of the beautiful things about gaming, isn't it? They put these Easter eggs in that can be throwaway. Like you could play that game for all seriousness, Homefront, and completely miss it. Yeah. You completely miss just the, the couple of game, the, the levels that they put there. But 
you know. Um, I love the fact that these developers were big nerds themselves, obviously, um, put these things in um, as throwbacks to the stuff that they were playing when they were kids. Yeah, I remember they did that with, um, I think it was Uncharted 3, and I think at one point you can end up playing Crash Bandicoot in the game. And yes, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So random. Yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah, you got to love it. Uncharted's a great, quali- uh, a great series of game as well. Mm. <sighs> but anyway, Jamie, we haven't come here today just to talk about uh, gaming news. What, what, what have we come to talk about? We talk about games. Yeah. The games. <laughs> so I wanted to chat about one of my absolute favorite games. Um, and it's one of the Legend of Zelda games, and it's Majora's Mask. Oh, um, yes. And it's so it, if people don't know it, so everyone usually knows Ocarina of Time. And then not that long afterwards, Majora's Mask came out and it used a lot of the same characters and people in it. But it was a really different feel of the game. It was so much darker. And the whole premise is this. Well, to be fair, there are lots of different ideas about it. Some, I think we talked about it before that it might even be he's dead. That yeah. Link is dead, and this is him going through purgatory and trying to eventually come to terms with his own death, which I love yeah. the idea of. Absolutely love the idea of. But basically, if you didn't think that, it's basically he's he's running after this skull kid who's then stolen a mask that is called Majora's Mask. It's incredibly powerful, and then he's going to destroy a town in three days. And you've got three days to do all this work, otherwise the town, the moon comes down and smashes it to pieces. And it was, it was so the whole time when I was playing it, I was on edge. I remember this distinctly because they had this sort of <laughs> noise every single day that you knew there was mm. only like twelve hours left, you know, twenty-four hours left until the world ends. Yeah. And you had this. It was just, and ev- and everything happened at certain times. And then you'd have time travel, and you could turn into different characters when they died, and you wore their face as a mask. Yeah. It was just it was just. Honestly, I, I, it's one of my fav- utterly favourite games. In fact, I've got a cross stitch. Well, well, I didn't do it. Cross stitch on my wall of Majora's Mask. And the mm. first thing one of the guys says to you is, "Is you've met with a terrible fate, haven't you?" So, oh gosh, that's just fantastic. Yeah, it has to be. I, mean, I never played much of the uh, Legend of Zelda, Zelda games, but the, uh, what I have played of them, the feeling between the other games and Majora's Mask is very different. Mm. It's just, it just feels different. It doesn't feel like the same kind of... Even though, you know, in The Legend of Zelda, you know, the um, the Ocarina of Time and things, yeah, it's still quite a lot of, like, dark themes that go on. This is different, isn't it? This is, it's, it's ominous. It's almost oppressive, the atmosphere of the game. No, that's a really good way of thinking of it, because actually every time you look up, They've got the moon, and the moon, for some reason, has the most hideous grimace on it, and it's staring down at you. And it's every t- every day the moon gets closer and closer, and it never goes away. Wherever you are, you can always see this moon coming down on you, and, and it really yeah. is that you know you never escape it, even in yeah. the nice things. And I do like the um, the the theory. There's actually you know you can get with any of these things you've got multiple kind of fan fan theories as to how things have worked out um what they think the story represents and the idea because there's five stages in this game Mm. and people are saying it's the five stages of grief 
in uh, the citizens of clock town and the world is called termina field yeah it is literally called termina field yeah, yeah. termina field and like you said the happy mask salesman at the very beginning of the game says you've met with a terrible fate haven't you yeah. after he falls down the tree trunk um and kind of wakes up in this like topsy-turvy um like purgatory type world i guess mm. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's really it's a really interesting thought because the first in the beginning you get the anger and then you get I can't remember the rest of the things now. Someone didn't is denial, like, denial, bargaining, bargaining. Yeah, and then acceptance. Yeah, depression then acceptance. Depression and acceptance. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, I loved it. I loved everything about it. I loved the fact you could play as a um, a Goran. You could play as a Deku. You could play as a Zora. It was. I, lo- I really loved it and, and you had this music you could play and oh it was just yeah. it was just excellent and every mask had different powers and yeah. I really I wish we could go well, back to something like that I really do it, it was a very well thought out game and I think that's that's what's kept its um, appeal hasn't it uh, throughout the years because you know you say you wear those different masks but you actually collect masks don't you of people that yeah. you um, defeat during the game which is it, which is again actually links back to the practices of creating death masks mm. from ancient Egypt. Um, uh, so, you know, there, there's a lot of themes around death in the game, which um, which kind of accentuates the idea that this, this the, whole, the whole idea of the game is Link accepting the fact that he's actually died and this is the end of his story. Yeah. Um, in the Zelda, the Legend of Zelda story, because does he, he? He obviously does come back, Link, well, doesn't he? Well, in the in the game, if you so once you defeat Majora, you have to use all the masks you've already collected, and then you end up going back again. Um, I don't know if you ever truly finish. Now I think about it, I think because it's and often in these games, when it finished, it would you'd have a cutscene and then it would end, and then. It would save, and you'd just be back in the game again. So he's kind of stuck in this loop. I can't remember exactly how it ends now. Um, I do remember him becoming friends with the Skull Kid, um, but then it just sort of glows light, and then that's it. Yeah. The end of it. It's. I think he does end up accepting it and becoming friends with the Skull Kid. If I remember rightly, the Skull Kids are children that have got lost in the Lost Woods. And they become skull kids, and that's their spirit, or something creepy like that, too. Yeah. So it's yeah, a... it came out first in for Nintendo sixty four in uh, two thousand, mm. and then GameCube again in two thousand and three. But looking at it, looking at the whole series now, it was a release in twenty fifteen, which was um, on the Nintendo the... DS. Three D. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, it's coming out again on the Switch. I think soon. You um, are, you know, I'm on it. That's t- it's typical of games that are good. They actually kind of uh, reboot them and re um, re-enhance them for later well, consoles and things, don't they? So, well, um, yeah, and nostalgia is a powerful thing. But oh yeah, I, mean, I would still get it. <laughs> oh yeah, I, de- I would definitely. I mean, I, I'm the game that I'm going to talk about now is uh, a game that I've played across multiple platforms as well. What is it? And um, it's. Uh, L.A. Noir. Ooh, nice. L.A. Noir. Now, if people don't know what L.A. Noir is, L.A. Noir is a 2011 detective action adventure game. 
and it was developed by Team Bondi, uh, published by Rockstar, so the people who um, put out uh, Grand Theft Auto. Um, and it's set in 1947 in Los Angeles, so just two years after the end of the war. And the main protagonist in the game, although you do actually shift from one to the other, is a detective called Cole Phelps um, as he rises through the ranks. So you start as a police officer, a kind of beat officer, you know, wearing a uniform. Um, and you're walking the beat in the first part of the game and you come across a homicide that's just occurred and you start investigating it and then you end up doing well getting promoted to detective and then you go through um the various kind of stages of um uh, being a detective so you go go to the desks so i think you start off at um the traffic desk oh yeah and from the, that. yeah, yeah all the traffic crimes because LA at the time was such a uh, bustling metropolis based on the whole the whole city um, was not centralized it was a decentralized city so it required a lot of driving so you're driving these beautiful 1940s American cars uh, through this like golden age of LA when it was first um, being developed um, with all of the sites and like the giant I remember yeah, there's a bit where you go through which actually is incorporated into the story of the game where you're driving past this giant movie set one of those epics um that was set in babylon so they actually uh, built yeah. like Temple of babylon there and it's it's a working uh, film site uh and you drive past that as as well as various other buildings and stuff it's just a beautifully rendered game um, and yeah, you start off on your traffic desk and then you do well and you move up to homicide. And then from there you go up again to vice and have all the problems that occur in vice. And then something happens and you get demoted. I'm not going to go too much into the, the actual story itself because I still recommend people getting the game is still available. I most recently bought the uh, updated version of it for uh, PlayStation 4. I downloaded it again. I've got the PlayStation 3 game still. Nice. Um, but I've played the updated version of it. Um, and this game came out in 2011. I must have played this game through about four or five times. And the thing that really the dream I had when I was a kid, and I think I've mentioned this before to you, is I always wanted to play a uh, a video game which was like playing a movie. Yeah, this, yeah, and this is exactly this is the one. This is the one that actually feels the most like. Not only is it a good story, the uh, like the way that they've actually rendered the characters is that each scene where they're talking all of the actors and again here's the other thing all of the actors are actual like hollywood actors yeah you know there are people who have been on um mad men aaron stanton who plays cole phelps is a one of the characters in uh in mad men i think he plays ken cosgrove i don't know i don't watch mad men Ooh. he's one of those ones um there's a guy in it uh, one of the bad guys in it is played by john noble do you know who he is no he plays Denethor in The Lord of the Rings. Oh, really? Yeah, so he's the steward of Gondor in uh, Lord uh, of the Rings. Oh, that's yeah, cool. He's a major character in it as well, and he's probably one of the most more famous people in it. But the best thing about this game is you, even the um, characters that are on the side, you know, the people who make up the, the, the crowds and things, they're also... Um, actors, like kind of jobbing actors, and you can actually recognize their faces 
from like you may not know exactly what their name is but you'll recognize them oh yeah i know him i know him he played or he was in this show or he was in this show yeah yeah uh, and it is just and the way they did it is that they would film each of the scenes where they were talking so one of the points of the game is when you as you're investigating the crime so you go into the crime scene you look for clues but the thing that really set this game apart was the interview scenes where you would go and speak to people and have these long dialogues with them and you were then given the option as to the way you would conduct the interrogation um, and this could be just like interviewing people at the scene or going back to the um, actual uh, police station and interviewing them there and uh, the way they were talking it was basically created like it was a conversation between you two the main character Cole Phelps and the person you're interviewing um, and the way they got the faces so beautifully rendered and um, attached to the way that the dialogue went was they actually filmed all of the actors uh, with a special setup which actually filmed each interaction with 32 separate cameras Gosh. Uh, and so basically you can move the camera around as you as you're doing the interview and just like kind of change the scene and have, have a look at it from above or from the side or straight onto their faces or whatever you had you had all of that control almost like the ability to direct the game yourself direct what yeah. you're seeing I but think, he never lost that kind of perfect rendering of the face. I remember, um, I mean, I can't remember what it was now. I remember some of them, like, if the person was lying or something, when you were about to ask, you know, say they were lying or say that you believed them, their face yeah. would sort of show, so, like, they'd, they'd look like... Yeah, that was... That, that, grimaced or something like Yeah, this. that was it, that was it. Like, some of it was really, like, kind of ham acting, but yeah. sometimes it's quite subtle, like, a, a little, like shifty look to the side or yeah. a touch of the ear like that that was the whole point is they they had to render it perfectly in that sense because the whole point of the game really was when you're doing these inter interrogations you had to kind of judge whether the person you were speaking to was telling the truth or if they were lying and then you would challenge them or kind of encourage them to uh, carry on depending on that and of course then with the evidence that you had in your notebook i remember you remember you had the little notebook that you yeah, were writing I remember, you'd like choose the bit of evidence that you would kind of um challenge them with and say like oh no i know you're lying because actually i've got this like receipt that has your name on it for this day so why are you lying to me um and the the story was so strong the, the actual compelling nature of the story was just so incredibly strong the characters were fantastic the writing was genius and the music oh the oh, music yeah, it was so immersive i remember that distinctly it was, it was just in i cannot sell this game enough and i say this a lot but i when i get into a game i get into a game i go deep into it um and this one really had me really deep in it um but it wasn't just the fact that it was this kind of this this really nice interactive dialogue bit that you had but you also had the other bits that made rockstar games really good so the driving around la was really good and you know these cars weren't massively responsive because they were cars from the 1940s they were heavy as anything i remember um, that. i remember driving thinking turn left you bastard and it wouldn't yeah i know but again <laughs> it's like it's like a two and a half three ton like three tons of steel <laughs> with like a hundred uh, horsepower engine behind it you know it, it, it they 
and you could actually get like um, more responsive cars. And there were like Easter eggs in this game where you could find like garages with like sports cars and stuff in as well. And they also had the street crime element as well. So people would like hold up a bank and then you'd have to stop and respond to a call and help your other uniformed officers like fight off armed robbers and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, there was so much to this game to love and it was it was close to as perfect a game if i if this was the concept like i want to make a detective game um which incorporates all of like the seediness as well as like the, the attitudes of the time um and make it compelling and interesting and engaging i don't think they could have done it any better than this uh, which is a shame, really, because I think Team Bondi basically became defunct after making um, L.A. Noir because they basically put all of their eggs in this one basket, put so much effort into it. Yeah, it became defunct literally in October 2011. So they put oh. out... I don't know. It's... Because it, it won so many awards and it got re-released as like some virtual reality thing and... Gosh, I, I can't yeah. remember how it went defunct. Well, it, weirdly, there was loads of staff uh, from Team Bondi, which um, were they, they, there was a few controversies basically that came out in uh, June, and some of it was down to the fact that people weren't getting um, credit for work that they had done, and oh. all sorts of stuff happened. Yeah, I mean, it's shenanigans. It's a shame, really, to look at the stuff that happened to this. Um, uh, game developer uh, because the game itself is so good but interestingly the game itself obviously uh, it it not just touches on but takes on head-on ideas of corruption you know mm. dishonor um, you know the, the 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 crimes that occurred during the second world war you know like that that kind of there's there are always these flashbacks to what had happened in the the Pacific uh, just two or three years before the setting of the game, you, you know, he would flash back to the stuff that occurred. Uh, Cole Phelps, his character, his he would flash back to when he was running a um, squad in uh, the Pacific Rim, in you know, the mm. Japanese islands, and you know, it, it, there are some really harsh things that happened. You know, in the, the the realities of war, that kind of thing. It, it doesn't put it doesn't pull any punches at all. Um, and you know the the you interact with um, actual real life characters that occurred in in history um, in in Mickey Cohen the organized crime boss oh yeah 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 um, uh, as well as other kind of characters that are based on real life characters like Harlan Fontaine mm -hmm. you know the the kind of CD doctor to the stars that uh, essentially keeps everyone medicated on. <laughs> really horrible things and then you've yeah. got the corrupt politicians there's an element of um organized pedophilia as a form of kind of honeypot extortion oh, you know it, the, yeah there's all sorts of really dark it, it, like i said it's it's it doesn't shy away from everything that um would have occurred at the time in the hollywood industry you know the, yeah. the coercive use of young women in in, in hollywood um it's such a good game. It's I'm, so. I'm literally going to have a look now and see if I can mate, find it for the PlayStation Five. 
I, I would get it. I mean, I don't think they've, um, I don't think they've uh, updated it for PlayStation Five, but you can definitely get well, it. You can on use the... it, PlayStation Four on PlayStation exactly. Five, can't you? Exactly. So, yeah. um, and I don't think it was even that much. I think again, it was one of those lucky, lucky things when I couldn't find the disc. I saw it on PlayStation Network and it was on sale. I don't think it's even that expensive now. It's definitely. I would recommend anyone who hasn't played it. I would recommend getting it because any game that is so brilliant and it completely like. Destroys the company that built it <laughs> through its sheer brilliance. Then um, uh, it has to be good. It has to be good. Oh yeah, there it is. It's on sale, fifty fifty um, percent off at the moment. All right, how much? Seventeen quid. That's not too bad, really, considering how good a game it is. It, and it's 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 hours of fun. It's hours of fun. Um, but you know, it makes you think. <laughs> it makes you think I, I would have been a terrible cop back then. <laughs> I'd have been awful. I know. I know. I would have been awful as well. It's it is a horrible thing when you're constantly playing, and it, it, it plays those tones, doesn't it? If you press the right button or you don't press the right button, it's like do do do. If you've chosen the right route, otherwise it goes do do do. Yeah, you're just like <laughs> no, damn it, damn it, damn it. <laughs> and there's like there's like this uh, crescendoing. Um, tone isn't it similar to uh, that uh, movie um dunkirk you know in dunkirk that constant like background tone that gets higher and higher and higher during the interviews you have that kind of like tone that's kind of playing constantly uh, as you reach the crescendo oh it's so good everything about it is just is just sheer perfection i think um and i can't talk about it highly enough i might have to i don't know i don't know if i completed it now i think about it oh remember, mate you have to I remember playing it in medical school. Um, wait, was I in medical school? Yeah, I was. Um, yeah. I'm downloading it now. <laughs> <laughs> of course you are. Yeah, it's um, it is a, it is actually a difficult game to complete as well. It's a quite a lot. It is a bit of a time sink. It is. Uh, yeah. It, does take some time to do it but and i and i always and i remember as with a lot of these stories that occurred in that time there is no real happy ending no uh, um uh, as you can imagine you know these are all very realistic kind of characters with huge flaws and there is no ending that makes that that can you know there's no there's no rainbows and unicorns ending in this kind of story um but even so the ending is 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 sheer genius as well no, I think about it. A lot of your favourite games don't end very well. Yeah, what does that say about me, man? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want to know. <laughs> That's one of my therapy sessions, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, excellent, well, James. Any other business then? Um, not, not for today. I think we could save it for another day, I think. I think so. I've already cost you enough money today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, thanks for listening, everyone. Um, and we'll um, see you on another episode of the Echo Chamber in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. All right. See you. Till next time, Game Dorks. <laughs> game Dorks. <laughs> What's game talks? <laughs> oh, you broke me. You broke me. <laughs> oh. Oh.